1: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, this is Nate Duncan, and I'm joined here by my partner for this new show, John Hollinger. You know John as the godfather of NBA analytics, his work at ESPN, and perhaps most importantly, for this show, his work for the last seven years in the front office of the Memphis Grizzlies. John, are you going to have to buy all new hats after that glowing introduction?
2: Well, let me return the favor. It's a real pleasure to be starting this venture. Even though we haven't worked together before, we go way back to the unfortunate Vignette incident in Slovenia. This is just fantastic. I'm super excited for this, to have intelligent conversations about the NBA. We'll... Uh, We'll get into it and share our points of view, and uh, hopefully everyone will be entertained.
1: So here's... some of the things that I really wanted to talk about with you. I think we could just kind of spitball back and forth a, a few of the things uh, that we're going to bring uh, to this podcast. We haven't talked about all of these, but the number one thing that I'm most excited I think we can bring that people are going to like is talking about your insider experience for the, the last seven years with the Grizzlies. So I, I have a list of topics that, that I am w- planning to ask you about. We'll do a segment every week where I just ask you to riff uh, on some of the things that that you experience with the Grizzlies. So here are some of my topics. Let me know what you think of these. Dealing with the media as an executive.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Getting, I got to see the sausage made from both sides. That was pretty interesting.
1: <laughs> the most ridiculous thing that you ever heard about an NBA prospect when you were doing background. Wow, uh, wow. Yeah, no, you're. I'm sure you're going to have to think There's about that There's some
2: competition.
1: <laughs> How do you liaison with the coach as the front office if you have an idea of who they should be playing they're not playing you feel, feel like they should be playing faster they're not playing fast like how do you actually bring that to your coaching staff and not upset them
2: great topic
1: how uh trades happen if you are interested in a player on another team how do you go about doing that do you just yep. make an offer do you just Try That's, to kind of slow pitch it. Do you make a good offer right away? Do you try to really like take advantage of them first? You know, how much does it depend on your relationship? Like, I think that'll be fast when you talk about that at the trade deadline. What was it like in the front office when there was disagreement? You wanted to do something. The, the GM wanted to do something else. How does that work uh, on yeah, a lot of teams? I mean,
2: even even if you're, even if everyone's basically aligned on what they're trying to do, there's always going to be disagreement. The good front offices know how to disagree. It's funny too. The most pitch battles are always over the most irrelevant players. <laughs> the arguments over the last training camp spot are much more vicious than anything involving a star player it's it's so bizarre
1: yeah yeah no we're seeing that with the Warriors right now Marquise Chris he's gonna turn around their season if they keep him <laughs> so another one is what you do when you're scouting if you go to Laramie Wyoming who are you talking to what do you write down what does your work product look like how does that get used in the evaluation process there are a ton of insidery questions like that that i want to ask you we're of course going to talk about things that are going on in the nba as the season goes along but that's an area where i think we can add value that i haven't heard on any other basketball podcasts so of course your background is in analytics you're one of the godfathers of of nba analytics what are some of the questions that, that we can bring an analytical perspective to on the show
2: our imagination is the only limit, right? But I, you know, I think a lot of the things we look at, are things like what is the value of cap space, what are individual players' values, how do you measure how pieces fit, the impacts of players on things like spacing and defense, uh, some of the gnarlier questions that we deal with on, on, you know, even on the front office side.
1: Yeah, that's uh, going to be fascinating. I think fit is one of the things that we've had some of the greatest advancements in in the the last couple of years, and obviously. My initial background was with the CPA and the cap. You are quite facile in those matters as well. So that's another big focus that we're going to have projecting cap space, projecting potential transactions, telling you why certain trades will and won't work, what teams have the ability to do going forward, how that affects their decisions. But it's not going to be all thrilling spreadsheets. Oh, no. John has been all over the world scouting. He knows this year's rookies extremely well. He's going to continue going to events just like I do to scout players both in the NBA and potential draft picks. But just as a teaser here, you saw Zion in person, his first NBA game earlier this week. How's he looking so far in a Pelicans uniform?
2: Yeah, it was uh, it was about what I expected based on what I had seen from him at Duke. I mean, just such freakish athleticism and in a freight train body. And then you can see the areas he has to work on too, though. Um There was one pull-up jumper that went badly. You can see defensively, and you saw this at Duke, because he's so... Ridiculously talented. He has never had to kind of play real fundamental defense. So you could see him be in the wrong spots a lot and kind of not have the proper technique. Um, and those things are all teachable and, and fixable, but the, those are definitely the areas where he can get exposed right now.
1: Yeah, I think he's the second best player on the Pelicans already, at least offensively. And I think the sooner that his coaches and the other players, and even he comes to that realization, the better it'll be for the Pelicans. Do you agree with that?
2: I would definitely agree with that. And you could see they already ran stuff to get him involved. I mean, they they did stuff where he was coming off a pick set by the guard, and it's so hard for a big to get through that and then still get around the corner and, and be in front of him. And because Zion can handle the ball, I mean, he's he's able to blast his way to the to the rim and then it's it's game over once he gets there. Uh he had a huge dunk on, uh early in the game on that. I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean I think I think after holiday he should be their next weapon. And it's gonna be tricky for them because they don't have a ton of floor spacing even with Redick on the team, getting him in spots where he can really have gaps. But he doesn't need much of a gap. I mean, he's so no. powerful and so quick. Like, he'll get, you know, half a second and bam, you're dunked on.
1: Yeah. And I think maybe the people who are concerned about his shooting, I don't know if he's ever going to be that great of a shooter from outside with, with his form. But we've seen in the first two preseason games, he really has so much gravity because if you leave him and you're not right in front of him when he catches the ball, like, you're not going to stop him. He's getting all the way to the rim and he's also a great cutter. So I, I'm really excited to see what happens with him this year. I, I think he's going to be rookie of the year pretty obviously to me.
2: It would would be a pretty massive upset at this point if he wasn't.
1: So, yeah, we'll have a lot more discussion like that. But I got to say what I'm most excited about here is we had this conversation a couple of days ago. I I was haranguing you for – months to do this show once I found out that you might be coming back into media but I will confess I was like slightly worried that you might do the oh I'm in media but I used to work for a team so I'm gonna kind of like pull some punches but uh
2: now nah, you're not gonna do that so yeah Nate I think we've We've already seen that in my pieces with the athletic that you have to be uh fair but honest in your in your assessment. And it's not my nature to just sugarcoat everything that's not going to be how I approach this. I know some other people who have come from front offices have taken maybe uh, and gone back to media have taken a slightly different tack and really focused on on getting back in there and I'm kind of focused on doing my job in the in the media and doing this well and giving listeners and readers uh, all they deserve.
1: Yeah. And I'm kind of the same way. I mean, there was a time when I was trying to get into an NBA front office. I had a couple of interviews to do cap stuff and I realized I just can't do this podcast. I can't serve my listeners well enough if I'm not expressing my unfettered opinion. And my hope always was if a, a team wanted to hire me, they would respect that I was doing my current job the best that I could. And so it's good that neither of us really are beholden to many interests at all. I'm independent. You're with the athletic. You're independent for podcasts. So I think we're both comfortable giving our honest opinion on anything that we need to talk about.
2: Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're hoping everyone uh, will. Subscribe to this and and listen to us. We're going to be recording once a week, usually on Sunday nights. Uh, You'll be able to find us in all the usual places that that you find podcasts. And we're excited to get this started. And and once the season gets rolling, listen to us every week.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar.